0: Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast. On the 5th of March was actually... The coaching with Kyra's business second birthday. <laughs> I said that in such a weird way. It on the fifteenth of March, it was the business's second birthday, and I didn't get a chance to to sing and dance and celebrate that fact on Instagram because I've been I've had the flu. I've also had some personal issues that have come up for me, so I'm taking a second to celebrate and honor that here right now. On the podcast. We are officially two days old. So fun. So I've got a really fun topic for you today. And This topic comes from someone who slid into my DMs and was sharing some of the challenges that they were facing with achieving their 90 day goal. And what they said to me was, hey, I've got this vision for my life. I've got this vision for my future. I know who my future self is. But when I look at my website analytics, when I look at my sales, when I look at my Instagram engagement, there's so much negative emotion. It's really hard not to be very focused on the outcome and to be present and hear where I am now. And I asked this creative if I could share this challenge on the podcast because I felt that it's something that I haven't addressed before, loving where you are and loving the process. And also, I have totally been there. When you are an ambitious person, you're an ambitious creative and there's things that you want to create in the world, often your vision for what you want to create, it only exists as an idea in your mind. It's not like you've done it before. It's not like you've been there before. You may have seen other people out in the world who are doing what you want to do, but often it's just an idea in your mind. And what can happen is when we feel like our current circumstances aren't reflecting the success that we know that we're capable of, it can really slow us down in achieving our goal. So in this episode, I'm going to address all of that, okay? So when we're achieving a 90-day goal, there are two things that are happening. There is the necessary amount of required failure that it takes to achieve a goal, Okay there's a necessary amount of required failure that it takes to achieve a goal and then there is the suffering that your brain creates about that required failure <laughs> i want you to think about this as if you decided to run a marathon or your friend said that they were going to run a marathon but usually when people decide to run a marathon, whether it's a half marathon or a full marathon, they're not basing their desire to run a marathon on the fact that they've run a marathon before. Usually it's a challenge. It's something they've never done before. Maybe they have an interest in running. They want to raise money for a charity. But they decide that running a marathon is something that they're going to do. And when you think about running a marathon, there are loads of obstacles and loads of things that you're going to have to fail at in order to achieve that goal. For example, getting up and actually practicing running. Maybe you might need to stop drinking or smoking. Maybe you need to, you're going to need to find a technique that's going to help you really go the distance. Maybe a marathon is way longer than you've ever run before, and you're going to have to build up a lot of endurance to get to that level. Now, all of those things, setting workouts, showing up for workouts, not achieving them, having a drink with your friends, and then feeling the effect on the run, and running for five miles, and then 10 miles, and then inching up to 17, and 20 miles, all of that is going to create a lot of, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to fail. There's also going to be a lot of negative emotion, waking up and feeling like, oh, I really don't want to do this, but deciding to do that anyway. And I think that we can get on board with the fact that there is a lot of failure within our goals and that there's a necessary amount of failure that is required to achieve our goals. We can get on, we can get down with that. However, the speed at which we are able to achieve our goals, we often think that that's down to skill or it's down to being in the right place at the right time or it's down to some other external circumstance that we have no control over. And what I have found is that is not the case. I've been able to achieve goals in my business, like launching a service, launching a product, but I've also been able to achieve goals in my personal life. And I take the same skills that I would use in my business to achieve goals in my personal life. And what I've discovered is that goals aren't based on what you have. They're based on who you are willing to become. And there's one key thing that's going to speed up that process of you achieving your goal or slowing you down. And that is the suffering that your brain creates about the failure that is occurring. When it comes to your business and you set a goal to make a thousand pounds and you launch something, you do your first launch and you make zero amounts of money, zero monies. You obviously haven't achieved your goal because you've made zero. And the fact that you've made zero actually is totally neutral. Making zero money means absolutely nothing at all. All it means is that you haven't achieved your goal yet. And Making zero money is actually data to where you are. It's data to what has worked, what hasn't worked, and what you would have to change in the future to get you from zero to a thousand pounds. What our brain loves to do is when we're creating a goal and you set a goal for a thousand pounds, but you make zero The process of launching something and putting yourself out there is incredibly vulnerable. You're leaving your comfort zone. You're putting yourself in um, a position to experience rejection, humiliation, and potential embarrassment. And the human brain that wants to survive, it doesn't really want to thrive. It wants to just survive being untroubled by the world, okay? And so when you do something that's outside of your comfort zone, your brain is going to tell you all sorts of different stories to try to convince you to not doing that again. And so your inner critic comes in when it sees that zero and it wants to apply lots of meaning about what that zero means. The meaning that you apply to making zero sales is everything and you need to make sure that you're applying the meaning of your results from a place that is going to serve you moving forward and not slowing down. And this is where your relationship with yourself is really going to come into play with achieving your goals. Because if you set a goal to make a thousand pounds and you launch something once and you make zero pounds, Depending on your relationship with yourself, if you have a relationship with yourself where you are not allowed, where you are not allowed to make mistakes, where you have to get things right every single time, where you shame yourself and criticize yourself and beat yourself up for when things don't go right, when you take on too much responsibility for things that are outside of your control. And this can sound like, hey, you're not good enough. I knew you couldn't do it. I knew it wouldn't work. See, look at those people over there. They're laughing at you. What will your mum and your dad say? They're going to say that you should have done better. You should have known better than this. That kind of relationship with yourself is not going to have you getting out there and trying the next thing that you have to fail at in order to create your £1,000. Okay. I think about this, and in how this really showed up for me in my business is that I remember last year when I was when I first launched my one-on-one coaching practice and I was selling out the spots for that coaching practice. I had a sales call with someone who was very prominent in the industry. And they were like, hey, I really want to work with you. I'm looking for a manifestation coach. And I thought, great, this is super exciting they got on the call and they decided not to sign up. And it really hurt me. I had a lot of negative emotion. And if I had just stopped there and decided that the reason why they said no was because I wasn't good enough, I wouldn't have then been able to go out and sell out my coaching product, my coaching service. And what actually happened is the pain of that failure, because I was like, okay. That didn't work, but I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna find out how I created that fail and I'm gonna do it again differently. Because my relationship was with myself was coming from a place of curiosity and love rather than from a place of criticism and blame. I was able to transform that relationship in my sales process. I think I had two more calls with clients, with potential clients that were a no. But then after that, my Close weight went from zero to about eighty percent, where I was just getting on calls with people, and I was able to talk to them in a way that got them really excited about that the product and what I was offering. That people were just like signing up, and it got to a point where I was like, if someone signs on a call, they're gonna sign up to a coaching. I was literally that confident in my ability to create a result. And when it comes to launching, making zero money, and then wanting to get all the way up to a thousand pounds in sales, that goal, depending on where you are starting from, it may require four attempts. It may require four times where you give your heart to something, you go all in on an idea, and you try something, okay? And you need to decide what is going to be your relationship. How are you going to treat yourself? How are you going to handle it when those fails happen? And this is how we love the process. Often when we are very focused on the outcome and our end result what we're doing is we're telling ourselves that when I make a thousand pounds life will somehow be better life will be better because I'll have more money life will be better because my business will be growing life will be better because people will respect me they'll be inspired by my business and um it'll be easier for me to get opportunities and even though when you hit a goal, life, things will change in your life. I have actually found it really unhelpful to tell myself that life will be better when I just get a new job or or when I achieve whatever I think I'm going to be achieving. Because when you tell yourself life is going to be better when you make more money, what you're basically saying is that you can't enjoy your life right now at the money that you're making right now. Like you create this double bind where you aren't happy where you are and you can only be happy if you create your goal and you can't create your goal because you're not happy where you are. And as much as I believe in setting goals and pushing yourself and striving to be the best that you can be, what I've discovered is that anything that we achieve, all it is is a fact of life. Okay? So right now it's a fact that you're listening to this and if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out it's Wednesday and that's a fact of life. It's a fact of my life that I've collaborated with the likes of Adidas and Domologica. However those facts of life don't mean anything other than the meaning that I apply to it many of you have achieved things in the past okay but the way our goals work we achieve something and we feel really excited about it for like a week maybe a month we feel really proud but then it just becomes a fact of our life our goals and our achievements aren't the thing that make our lives fulfilling or they're not the thing that makes our lives worthwhile Where our satisfaction and our fulfillment comes from is our thoughts and and our attitude to our life, okay? No amount of money that you create or no goal that you hit is going to change the fact that you're a human who wakes up, brushes their teeth, goes for a shit and showers. (laughs) That's always going to be the case. And when you realize that your goal, making a thousand pounds, all it is, is a fact that you're trying to create, it takes away all of the need to use a goal to solve your self-worth. And so you stop using your achievements to fill gaps and holes in your self-worth and you start using your achievements for what they are. They are just milestones. So when it comes to creating that example that I shared before, in creating a thousand pounds, but you launch and you make zero, if you are using that goal to try and boost up your self-worth and trying to make yourself feel good enough, that process of launching and failing and trying and feeling is going to be incredibly painful for you. Because every time you fail, you're going to think that it's a knock on your self-worth. But instead, stop using your goals to solve and fix your self-worth and start problem solving on your goals for the maths problems that they are. And if you listen to my last podcast episode, I spoke about how manifestation is part maths and part math part magic. And when I say about the maths part, what I mean is it's the combination of being in alignment with the result that you're trying to create what you think equals your results. And focusing on that is the thing that is going to help you achieve your goal faster. So when it comes, so to summarise, when it comes to loving where you are and holding that vision, there are a couple of things that you're going to need to know. First, all goals require a certain tolerance for of failure in order to achieve the goal that's just the way it is okay and your ability to try things and to fail and to learn from those fails is going to be the thing the singular skill that you can learn that can help you achieve any goal you approach secondly The speed of your ability to fail is going to be dependent on your relationship with yourself. If you have a relationship where you tie failure to self-criticism, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to fail towards your goal. What you're essentially saying is, I can't do anything unless I know how to do it the first time. That really needs to be looked at. And within the coaching that I do with my clients, we actually deep dive, we go deep on your relationship to self-criticism and self-blame. And if you're struggling to take action because you're experiencing failure right now, I'm going to suggest that that's going to be the first place you look at where to solve this challenge. And lastly, your goals and your achievements aren't the thing that gives fulfillment and meaning to your life. The thing that creates fulfillment and meaning in your life is the thoughts that you have about your life. So whatever positive aspects you think achieving a goal is going to bring into your life make sure you're practicing those thoughts now ahead of time practice thinking those thoughts practice feeling those feelings because that is going to be the thing that helps you transform your results okay and that's all i've got for you friends i want to thank you so much for listening and i'll see you again next week Mm If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you're gonna want to get in touch to Coach With Me One on One. We take all of these concepts and materials, apply them to your brain and your business so we can get you to your next level. Join me by going to www.kyramatthews.com forward slash next level. That's wwkiramatthewsk K-I-R-A, matthews.com forward slash next level to get your space to coach with me one-on-one. I can't wait to see you there.